0: What's up Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information as well as hopefully clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. Today we have Nicole from Charleston OT. How are you? Good. Thanks
1: for having me.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to have you. I already kind of said this, but um, you're doing a lot of cool things, but you're also one of the few other cash practice practitioners kind of in the area and the fact that you're an occupational therapist i think is is even cooler for for people that don't know like pt and ot are pretty similar yeah. like in the pediatric world we co-treat uh in school i don't know where you went to school but in, a, in a, i went to mfc yeah you go to school? i went to i went to
1: school in connecticut oh okay
0: Kodipiac
1: university okay no, no one's ever
0: heard of it <laughs> <laughs> but we went to school with the ot's like yeah. a lot of classes were the same was that for yep. you guys mm-hmm. too? Yeah. So, you know, usually we're intermingled with OTs and sometimes uh, PAs as well. Yeah. We didn't have so much of that, but no. definitely PTOT. PT. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So, yeah. I mean, I would just love to know, I mean, let's just maybe start with kind of like where you are now, like okay. what you're doing, cool stuff you're doing now, yeah. and then like maybe we'll go backwards and kind of how you you know, got to the Charleston from Connecticut, which okay. would be a cool, cool story, I'm sure, Yeah. you know, and then like, you know, how you got into doing more just this performance-based clinical stuff and okay. everything
1: cool. like that. So I own Charleston OT. We're an occupational therapy practice. We're definitely one of the few like standalone just OT um, practices. Most are kind of combined with PT and then in pediatrics, um, speech, PT, OT. And we see kids and adults um, and we specialize in I call it manual and movement therapies, but it's basically all body work, um, different kinds of body work. And I started my practice in pediatrics, well, that's not true, I started my own practice in pediatrics um, and then went and started adding adults. Um, and so now we have kind of a good mix of both pediatric and adults.
0: What do you mean by body work? First of all, obviously there's a movement component to it, right. which which is, yeah. which is cool. But- so- yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, so, just...
1: manual and movement therapy. So, it's like we have some, and it's like a lot of different techniques. Um, so, like some of it looks like active repatterning. Have you ever heard of that? Like the ART that, or like the active release therapy? Sure. So, that's like, you know, movement repatterning, um, using movement to kind of release the muscle and, you know, make new movement patterns. Um, and then it's like traditional, like myofascial release and something called neurostructural, which kind of all works with like the nervous system and the fascia system, the uh, body. So you're working with the body to kind of change the brain to get better movement.
0: Cool, how would that apply? We'll go, I wanna go in the story, but now I got me on a tangent. How would that apply to like a kid? Like, can you give us like an example? Yeah. You know, like maybe a diagnosis and what they're doing wrong how you'd fix that. Yeah, so I
1: can just tell you how I like Started sure into this training. So okay. My background is actually adults um, Neuro so neuro is like my passion like I just love neuro and so I started in adults um, in hospitals and then rehab centers and then When I came to Charleston like the job market just wasn't as good And so I got a job in peds because that that's what was available but then I started to notice these kids had like the same neurological movement patterns that like the adults that i had been working with and it was really weird it was like they just didn't have control over their bodies and
0: when you say neuro like what do you mean for somebody we understand what that means yeah but let's say so the lay person like, yeah you know
1: they would like move their head and their arm would do something weird like they just didn't have good like brain body mind body connection like they just didn't have control over their bodies mm-hmm. and like a neurological pattern it just Like, to someone who doesn't have a trained eye, like, they might not pick up on it, but it just looks, like, abnormal. Like, you can tell there's some sort of compensation that is there that's not supposed to be there. They're not using the right muscles. They're not, you know, timing or sequencing all...
0: Would, like, an extreme example of that be, like, uh, drop foot or Parkinson's mm -hmm. or somebody having a stroke and kind of being unable to to use one side of their body, right? And they are saying there's obviously degrees of that, and we know that, or some maybe they still have those neurological deficits but it just may not be as extreme as someone right. thinks like oh man like you know arm at the side of the body or like cp yeah. and spasticity and things yeah. like yeah
1: right not huge but they were really subtle and it was like huh that's like different so i started doing some research i'm like what is it these kids are neurotypical like they don't have you know something like autism or down syndrome like a diagnosis that would affect their neurological system and then i found out so we learn in school about your reflexes, your primitive reflexes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically like your first type of movement that Babinski, had. I still remember right? that one. So yeah, yeah. yeah, so it like I figured out I, with my research that like their reflexes were integrated. So they were just stuck in these brainstem movement patterns. And I took my first course and it was on reflex integration and it just like I found out that I didn't have a lot of reflexes integrated just from like my own physical trauma and life and all that and so after the first course well I had been in a car accident a few years ago and had like a really bad neck injury not really bad I had a whiplash injury Mm -hmm. and I just was in so much pain for like a year and a half and I would like get in the gym and I would you know squat and then I would be in so much pain and take a month off and it was like this cycle of like pain rest and not getting better and after that first course I took it was like I never had that same pain again. Yeah. And it was like, because my, it was like a lot of my spinal reflexes were just so overactive from like being in protection from that injury that like, I just couldn't. Have
0: How pain. did you lower those protective kind of responses? What kind of patterns would you do? Yeah, So
1: basically is like, that like
0: crawling and twisting and um, like some of those like rotational patterns yeah,
1: so you see, you know, like the Babinski reflex. Yeah. So that is like a lot of us don't have our Babinski reflex integrated. And one of the biggest ways that you can tell is if someone is, like, rolling on the outside of their feet. Like, we see that a lot, like, just in standing. People will literally just be standing on the outsides of their feet. Mm -hmm. Um, But to integrate it, you basically go through the stimulus response testing just slowly and in a safe way so their brain can make a new pattern.
0: Okay. So if they roll out to their feet, be like, okay, you've done that. Now I want to show you how you're not supposed to do that and just slowly kind of increase the load or increase the frequency um, or whatever. So
1: it's actually, everything's done, like how a baby would learn movement, so it's all done horizontal, like on the table, and I'm just using, so I would go through the Bubinsky stimulus, which is like up the, the bottom of the foot, mm-hmm. and I would just do it deeper and more slowly to activate the proprioceptors, because that way, when you activate proprioceptors, that's the key to myelination, so you can actually make like a new pathway. Okay. And because these movement patterns are all genetically encoded in us, your brain's going to understand that stimulus. And then you just move them into the buz- Babinski position. Just hold it for a little bit. So that's just one example. But like all the reflexes, mm-hmm. like spinal Blanc, spinal Perez, ATNR, like all those. I don't remember all those. I remember yeah. ATNR. I didn't know them yeah. either until I like went back to this course, and I'm like, oh okay, like yeah, we'd learned so a couple, yeah. yeah. And the
0: really obvious ones, yeah. like the Babinski, because you can get a, you can have a positive Babinski if you have a really bad upper motor neuron brain injury. Yeah, like? and
1: everyone thinks, but I mean, you don't go around testing like these adult Bobinskis, but if you did, I think you would be surprised at how many mm-hmm. <laughs> dysfunctional Bobinsky patterns you get of right. people who
0: don't have those injuries. Right. So there's kind of like degrees of... <clears throat> like dysfunction, yeah. Yeah. Function, right. Just like anything else, right? Yeah. I have a really bad meniscus tear or I can right. have one that is not as bad and like the treatment style would be yeah. obviously different for those two things or the treatment... Dosage or all those kinds of things. Yeah, so, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so let's go. Let's go back. I don't Very, know
1: if I even answered your original question. I don't remember the original yeah, question. It yeah, yeah, happens
0: a lot here, yeah, so people yeah, are used to cool. it. I feel like hopefully, if you've made it this far, whoever's listening, then you probably I know, understand. I might have have lost people with
1: the, the neuro. neuro but <laughs> it's <okay. laughs>
0: no, it's okay. I mean, I feel like we, yeah, we we um made it consumable for sure. So you're in um Connecticut. Like, how do you even get started? Because I'm always curious, especially healthcare practitioners, yeah. how they got into. Hey, I want to go. To OT, I want to go. You know, mess with people's reflexes for oh, a living. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, How I did didn't you get that know I was going
1: to do that. Well, actually, like in school, I did. I was like really bad in high school, and my grades weren't that great, but like good enough to get into this little private school. Um, and I knew I wanted to be in healthcare, but didn't know exactly what I. I knew I didn't want to be a nurse, and I was like, well, maybe I could do PT, but my grades weren't good enough. And I was like, oh, there's this other thing, OT, and I really didn't know anything about it, but I was like, well all right, I'll try it. And then it ended up just being like a really good fit.
0: Yeah. Um, There's OTs to do. I mean, how different are our practice acts and what we can do? Really not that different. No, I mean,
1: you guys with the doctorate, well, OT is going to a doctorate now too. Yeah. Um, it's a little different, but, I mean, you we have a license to touch, so we can pretty much do... We can do everything we can do, yeah. basically, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's really cool. Not
0: needling, We can't do that. Right. That's okay, though. There's yeah. a lot of other tools we in people's stores. Out. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, I feel like there's multiple play- yeah. ways to get people better, obviously, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I don't know why. I feel like I am seeing more and more OTs who are going kind of this... What I still call the performance-based kind of yeah. clinical route. So, mm-hmm. okay, sorry, no, we're not going to go on that tangent. But um, so you decide, OT's good. Yeah. Get into OT school, right? And then neuro, how'd you get interested in doing neuro stuff? Like, I just always loved like neuro. Like in school, you? yeah.
1: Like I just loved it. I don't know why. I just it was just
0: like so intriguing to me, and I really don't know why. <laughs> but the, the thing that I always thought was cool about OT, and we don't get a ton of it in. PT, and it's very complex, and you'll probably understand it more, is the idea of sensory integration. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's obviously, you guys, where PT is very much about biomechanics Mm -hmm. and, like, muscles and, like, that stuff's really, really important, but, like, we're realizing more that the brain, the governor of everything, is is really, really important. Like, a really good, like, example is... um, you know, uh, textbook autism, mm-hmm. right? And they hear really, ra- really loud noise, mm-hmm. and they can't take it, right? Hands over ears, yeah. like there's too much going on. They can't integrate that sensory experience. Right. We can, right? Yeah. There's, you know, I use this example all the time, and you can correct me or ex- expand upon it. Like, um, we're integrating, like right now, integrating a thousand things visually. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, touch, right? And like, how does that happen? And like, how does yeah. that affect the body? Um, an example I use all the time. Is like, you know, right now, there's a watch touching me, my my clothes are touching me, but like, it's not affecting me, sensory wise. Imagine right. if you constantly felt your pants touching you, and it just was constant. that stimulus was constantly there. Yeah. Like, that'd be a lot to handle. Yeah,
1: right. And so, yeah, so autism, we work a lot with kids with autism, and um, so actually, interestingly, like, autism and another, like, big thing that I'm interested in is, like, PTSD, and they're actually like really similar neurologically and like what's going on with the brain because you have this like hyper vigilance of like you're just they're just responding to like everything in the environment. So it's like their filter. And part of that is like in your brain, the reticular activating system, which is like your alert, your arousal system. So like they like a kid with walk, autism, they'll like walk into a room and they won't. They'll be in there for two seconds and they'll like know how many ceiling tiles are on the ceiling, like just because hyper vigilant. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's just no filter
0: for them. And so I feel it, like I'm hypo vigilant. Like I don't even, <laughs> when I go in a room, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm more just <laughs> well, looking at people yeah. observing. Right. So you know, right. they're looking at everything else but people. Yeah. Right?
1: right. Yeah. So there's, you know, a lot of similarities in the brain structures to like PTSD and autism, um, which. With my passion, passion so yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's really really cool. Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like you can connect anything, obviously, yeah. but like obviously, there things going on at the right. brain, yeah, right? and so yeah, it's and so, so I think a it. lot
1: of OTs kind of get stuck in this like sensory integration piece. And like for me, when I was practicing traditional OT, like I just never really understood it, and I would always be like, oh, you know, it's just like this abstract concept, and they just don't tolerate the sensory input well. Then what I learned with the reflexes, so the reflexes are neurosensory motor pathways. And so our body is like this computer. And whereas if you, it needs input and processing and output. So it's just this cycle. There's never just the input, like something happens on the other end. So mm-hmm. with o- traditional OT, it's like we were just so focused on like the sensory, but like not addressing like... That's the input. Yeah. And right. not addressing the pathway or right. the response to right. the input. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. now with these like when I'm addressing the reflexes, it's like, I'm improving the whole system. So it's like, I'm, we're seeing improvements in, you know, the sensory and the motor and that's with kids and adults, like just all around. And we're seeing improvement in the processing. So like the emotional brain and um, emotional regulation, executive function, personality changes, things like that. that are all, you know, when you're in this hypervigilant state, that's really your big fight or flight system. And, you know, that's like, you're just very reactive and Right. Not much conscious yeah. decision making is yeah. going on.
0: That's cool. I mean, we know that the the bl- the brain is you know has plasticity, right? right? And so that means that like we can literally change, like make new connections mm-hmm. or like cancel connections, yeah. right? right? And so it's just so cool to think about. And how do you do that? It's just like learning at its most basic level. So I explain it. it's just like if you repeat a task a thousand times. At some point, that ner- that connection has been made and you no longer have to actively think about that right. task, right? So you've kind of, all right, let's talk about how things are coming in and understanding what that's doing to your body. That's probably really, really important, yeah. right? And then yeah. understand how it's being processed, mm-hmm. right? And then let's understand what the output is and let's try to, ch- if this output is negative or just maybe not optimal, hey, yeah. using anything negative, yeah. right? Just it's not efficient or it's just not mm-hmm. helping you in your life. Let's make it a new, different output. Right. And then now all of a sudden, what was not going well or was not helpful in your life, all of a sudden now you can yeah. change it, right? Something as simple yeah. as, you know, walking on the outside of your feet. Mm-hmm. Probably is painful, right? It yeah. probably doesn't feel so good. It some problems all the way up the leg. Yeah, think, probably, yeah. right? And so they probably, they're coming to you for sure, yeah. right? I've got all this problem. Right. Like, okay, now we can get a more of a flat foot. Yeah. And you're integrating that whole system and all yeah. of a sudden, holy crap, like, I don't have as much pain. Yeah. My foot doesn't hurt. My hip doesn't hurt. Right. You know, and you've re-patterned in a way, which is hard to explain. Yeah. You know, too. but some, you know, I just do it task specific. Like, it's just like learning a new task or right. studying for a test. You just have yeah. to repeat it, repeat it, mm-hmm. repeat
1: it. Yeah. And we don't, what we don't realize is like most of our like brain pathways, like the very basics of like that set our personality and decision making for the rest of our life are like set in place by age six. And so unless you go back and spend some time, like, looking at, okay, what is functional? What is dysfunctional? And I'm Mm -hmm. not just talking about movement. This is, like, behavior and, like...
0: Oh, you can go down a deep, dark hole. Yeah, and, like, beliefs.
1: But, like, unless you start looking at... uh, Even people with pain, it's, like, you know, people will come in. It's, like, they're just not ready to, like, commit to making the changes that it's going to take. Because it's hard, and it is a commitment if something is dysfunctional. You have to like address it and first be like, okay, this is dysfunctional, and like I have a choice. And you know, I think a lot of people will come and expect us to just yeah, rub rub it down, it down yeah. clean it up, yeah. and I'm done. Or right. I can get surgery,
0: and then it's different. Right. Or etc. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it's actually like a commitment to make something
0: that's dysfunctional
1: functional, whether it's physical mental emotional whatever yeah.
0: yeah This stuff takes you know we I, I blanket statements say like to make any kind of permanent change it's going to take a minimum of 12 weeks yeah right? like Absolutely. i'm sorry like yeah are you ready to work with me yeah. for 90 days like, yeah yes or no right you know or like well i can modify your symptoms i can mm-hmm. make you feel better but the chances that it's going to come back right and lasting change yeah is, is much and more then you know for us with our kids that do have some sort of
1: diagnosis it's even longer because we're working against this like autism diagnosis down syndrome this genetic component component that like it's going to take even longer but just stick with it like yeah some people are okay
0: with that and some people aren't yeah the changes are just like i remember that changes were just very small the wins were like all right every three months a week ago from a point where you know say the the kid's really good at sitting but can't get in a kneeling position. Yeah, I would work on just getting in a kneeling position Yeah, for sometimes half a year. Or they can get in yeah. a kneeling position to a half kneeling, just dissociating limbs to just get in a half kneel position and a hole with their hands. i spend, yeah. you know, which which is making me all nostalgic right now. It's like really fun to work yeah. on, you know? Yeah, like, but it's
1: also it's exhausting. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really found like working with like the brainstem reflexes because so if you think of it like a house, like our reflexes are our most basic movement patterns and all of our movements higher level conscious movements will build off of them so if those are crooked you're it's basically like you're building a house on a crooked foundation and at some point it's going to crack and you're going to have issues but if you can go and fix the foundation and something that their brain actually like resonates with and Mm -hmm. understands then all that stuff I it's like way less effort to do so like where I would spend like months and months and months doing the same task and like buttoning and I was like oh my god this like really sucks i don't even know if i want to be an ot because this is like so horrible but now it's like once we address like the grasp reflex and some of the you know core reflexes that are keeping them a little bit weak then it's like i mean i can have kid buttoning in like three sessions and it's just so much better
0: that's awesome yeah yeah that's really cool so how did you make it from obviously like a neuro and working with children like where's that transition and maybe give us just some examples of how you get in like you know, working with people who are working on a regular basis and getting more performance-based stuff. Yeah. Where you have this part of the practice that's, I mean, they're very, very related. Yeah. Right. And you could obviously it's treat the brain people. level, but yeah. it looks very different. Yeah. 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 So, so how did you get even get into that stuff?
1: So it was really just from you know I've always been active. I played soccer all growing up. Oh really? Me too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 And so you know we all just have these tensions that we live with, and it wasn't until it was like when I was going to my training. So I did. This, like, training in this one technique that, you know, it's a reflex integration, it's also, like, myofascial, it's all body work, different dresses, different systems, but I went to, I was going to courses, like, twice a month for, like, a year and a half, and, like, just the changes in myself, and I was like, this is so beneficial, and I have all these friends and acquaintances that are in the gym and have all these pains and I'm like and yeah they helped. squat and they're in yeah. pain and then they rest and then they right. feel better yeah. and, they squat and I'm like and then... I've been there and I wasn't in that cycle anymore and then I was out of it and I was like I can help these people like this yeah. is great and nice. so you know I tend to get a lot of people who are like oh my gosh I've tried everything I've been to the chiropractor mm-hmm. I've had shots I've done this and that and nothing works and then they'll come to me and it's like oh my gosh I can actually feel better And so, like, that's sort of how I segued, I was just, like, felt it in my own body and, like, how beneficial it was for me, and I was like, this is, like, I'm on to something, like, I need to offer this somehow. That's cool. Yeah, and so, I was just doing pediatrics, and then I started renting space at a gym in West Ashley, just, like, a little room in the back, Mm -hmm. and then I came to open my own clinic my own space in West Ashley
0: now too, so that's cool. Yeah. So you you'll get people. which just like an example again, more of my curiosity's sake. Hopefully, people will find this helpful. But you know, like they come in with just like general shoulder pain, right? Just yeah. say like I can't do push ups or I can't mm-hmm. press overhead. Mm-hmm. You know, where in traditional uh, science or. Medicine, right? There's like you can take anti-inflammatories, right. you get a cortisone shot. Um, you can get physical therapy. Yeah. You can just strengthen the muscles exactly. Right. Um, you know you can take pills, whatever. And now, I'm assuming you would tackle something like that totally different than that was typical. Yeah.
1: So like the typical, even as an OT, I did outpatient for a little bit, and it would be like come in, do heat, maybe do some ultrasound, maybe some some range of motion, some. Rotator cuff exercises. Yeah. Ice at the end. And like... I'll oh, know I... how
0: far that goes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Great.
1: Yep. Awesome. And now it's like I can actually... Well, you know, my first session, no matter what it is, I'm always going to release like the whole body because we never know like where that tension is actually pulling from. So a lot of times, yeah, it's here. But if I release, you know,
0: it's like... What do you mean by release the whole body?
1: Uh, I'll do like a fascia release, like a... I don't, so I don't like to say like massage, but like the... It's like... That's what people thing understand. It is not a massage, is like a right? Sure. massage, yep. but it's not comfortable. It's not a feel good massage. It's like yep. I'm getting in there, I'm digging, I'm like pushing things around and I'm just like relaxing all the muscles in the whole body. Yep. Um, because sometimes, you know, this is where I'm having pain, my right shoulder, but that's just because that's the weakest link and the problem can actually be in a completely different area. So sure. if I can kind of release everything at first and then let it settle in when they come back, then I can kind of see more what's going on.
0: Okay, cool. And then, so like what exercises would you give somebody like if they just had, you know, not to go te- too deep into yeah. things, but like I just, you know, again... Just yeah, trying. I don't really
1: give any exercises. And yeah. my... Um,
0: so it's just the bodywork well, stuff. They're not doing... is like
1: yeah. I'm hitting your brain. I'm hitting your brainstem. We're actually hitting the pathways that are going to make changes, and your body needs to go and integrate that work. And so with the movement repatterning, it's like, okay, now we've done it, and I've shown your body, like, the correct way to move. Well, your body likes function, your brain likes function, and it's always going to try to use that pattern now. So it's like you're bringing yourself basically back to your baseline, and it might take a few sessions, but your body is going to, like, naturally just move closer to function. So there's nothing
0: they can do to accelerate that process. Or hurt that process.
1: Yeah, so... Like the most common thing I recommend is um, like foam rolling. It's mm-hmm. really great because you're just. Just like, something to kind of down regulate, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And just like get yeah. your kind of calmer. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'll recommend foam rolling. And then um, I recommend, like, if someone really wants like something to help with pain and inflammation, I recommend Arnica. I don't know if you've ever heard yeah, of that. Yeah. It. yeah for yeah. It's a natural anti inflammatory. Yeah. Anti-inflammatory. yeah. So yeah. Arnica gel. That. I've used yeah. it. Yeah. hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. those are like the things I'll recommend. Um, we also have a hyperbaric chamber in the clinic, which is oxygen therapy. Yep. A lot of really professional. Big, yeah. Yeah football, yeah.
0: football players have seen right. me use that. I think Daryl yeah. Owens, the first time I saw it, I was like, "What is?" Yeah. That? It's like yeah. 100% oxygen. Like, in yeah. the, normally it's like whatever percentage you may Right. Know.
1: So, yeah. Like the air we breathe is really just like 20% oxygen. It's like mostly nitrogen. So, yeah. we just focus it. We're just like, there's so much oxygen. It's like, yeah. well, actually, your body has to go in and filter like a lot of it. So, this is actually giving your body. Um, the stable oxygen, like a hundred percent stable oxygen, so it 's really supporting your body 's detox and cell cellular processes so
0: yeah, for there's recovery a, we were um we took a continuing education course but um we were using example of holding your breath. Oh yeah. And somebody said like they broke the world record of holding your breath for 22 minutes. Oh
1: good. That picture that. Healthy. Yeah, but the
0: only way they could do that, yeah. believe it or not, is when they supplemented with 100% oxygen, mm-hmm. right? So there's yeah. just that much oxygen in your body, which yeah. is kind of overloading all the tissue and then you can hold your breath all of mm-hmm. a sudden. Can you picture that? I can't even, pic- <laughs> no, I can't hold I'm it for 30... brain or Right, I'm just thinking about, about it. right. It's yeah. just like crazy. But like, yeah. you know, obviously there's gotta be something to that. So like, oh, it just doesn't absorb. Well, obviously that shows me right there that it does absorb yeah and actually can create something really really cool at a cellular level which is yeah
1: that is cool but I mean like with anything you have to really be consistent with it so I'll recommend it and someone will go in once and be like well I didn't feel anything and it's like well the treatment builds on itself sure like no you didn't feel anything but I have a patient who's been coming to me every week and she has um, MS multiple sclerosis and she's been using it for a year and she loves it I mean she just thinks it's the greatest thing so
0: yeah yeah and they definitely have used it for sure they've done some studies um and use it on burn victims yeah where obviously mm-hmm. those things can accelerate that healing process yeah. quite significantly yeah which is cool.
1: the fda really only like endorses it for um not that this that means anything about what it's yeah it for, but i think for uh wound healing too
0: yeah that's really yeah like the only thing that they
1: say but I mean, people use it for a lot of things. Like there's a clinic in Massachusetts that just treats Lyme disease and they are using um like hyperbaric chamber, yeah. infrared sauna.
0: Makes like, sense. The more available yeah. oxygen that you would have, the better that you would feel and the, right. hopefully would accelerate the healing process or fight infections mm-hmm. or kind of whatever. I mean, there's a lot of data on these kind of, which I'm just a big fan of anything kind of holistic so yeah. to speak right same. um i mean saunas are another big one that's getting yeah. a lot of research like actually being in that heat environment what that does to your body mm-hmm. and how it can accelerate the healing process yeah. so um you know if you ever ask me is like we'll should I just put heat on like no actually go get the sauna and go ahead and get those systemic effects yeah with the kind of local effects at the same time yeah um but yeah i mean there's a lot of radicals but i'm gonna go down <laughs> all of them um yeah i mean let's uh Let's go through some um, Spitfire questions. Okay. What do you oh think? no! Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: sure. Yeah, these are fine. Trust it's me. Like my hands are sweating being uh. put on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Zero pressure. Okay.
0: Okay. What are you best at?
1: Oh, okay. I think I'm pretty good at like staying in the moment and like just kind of going with the flow and not getting too like thrown off by things. And I think as a business owner, you kind of have to be like that. There's like a certain level of control that you want to have but you just don't always have that so just being able to not get like thrown off when things go wrong or whatever so I think I'm pretty good at like
0: being in the moment and just, that's, that's a difficult thing like yeah. staying present when other things are yeah you know, well it just seems like, like you do that a lot if you're integrating things and like yeah that's you know, probably something that you've practiced yeah. quite a bit. I've had a lot of
1: this work done on myself so yeah I wasn't always like this but yeah
0: that's a that's an important skill for yeah. sure I mean I try to do some meditation to kind of help me do that and it's definitely a challenge yeah uh what do you struggle with oh man I
1: I work too much my work-life balance is I'm struggling with that lately
0: so have you heard of and i've mentioned this multiple times um the idea of there is no work-life balance there's really yeah there you go there's essentially four burners in your life and only like two or three of them can be burning at the same time okay so you kind of have your health wellness working out as one burner yeah kind of friends like social aspect family and then work yeah right so like sometimes one's going to be burning right. really big. You just can't burn all three of those at the same time. So yeah. which one's like... My work burner sometimes has to just go on really yeah. hard. I'm going to sacrifice, you know, kids, family for a little bit, but then know mm-hmm. it's kind of temporary... Um, so, just try to, like, yeah, I that's that easier. Makes me feel better about it's just easier right to now. think about, yeah. right? It's like this idea that there's going to be just, I'm always trying to balance these things. Like, it's not going to be. Like, sometimes there's just a lot of work to do, or sometimes yeah. you're on vacation and you can't work, or sometimes you just need to work, focus on your health because you feel like crap, mm-hmm. like whatever, right? And yeah. sometimes you have a, you know, bachelorette party to go to. I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, or your friends need you and you yeah. have to spend more time with them. So, just thinking of it that way, like, really helped me conceptualize yeah. things better as opposed to, like, I picture this, like, you know, I'm the balance of good. justice and, like, which one is – I've got to keep them here. Like, that's not yeah. possible. You yeah, know yeah, like that. The other thing to think about, too, is, like – we talked a little bit before we started – is, like, outsourcing some of the things. Oh, right? yeah. So it's okay, so it especially work-wise, be like, you know, hey, I've got to get this flyer. or i got to do my bookkeeping. Like, hey, outsource that because yeah. I'm going to spend more time, you know, with my friends or with my family instead. And that's going to, you know, benefit the – balance a little bit better (laughs) yeah definitely uh what's the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness
1: oh man i think personal work is the biggest thing like self-accountability and just um you know having balance just balance in like we mind body we can throw like spirit in there but um just like being aware of where you're at I think mentally is like the most important thing first because like you know your external world is just basically a reflection of what's going on so
0: I love that idea yeah. we, we've talked about that a lot and we do it a lot like just any idea of self-care yeah right and so like you know we'll come in and we're more strength conditioning based so like it's more of like Like, load, let's get you stronger. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll do some soft tissue and body work techniques as well. You know, but like, you've got to do some sort of self care every day. That could be foam rolling, that could be stretching, that could be like going through these three exercises. Mm -hmm. But just, and I think it's sometimes the actual idea of self care. Correct. So, the idea of self care, correct. Whatever that may be. And sometimes that's a good start. And Mm -hmm. just like, oh man, when I do something, people making the connection, if I take some time away from the world, And I spend some time doing something for myself, just for me, selfish, which is a negative word, but it shouldn't be because if you can't take care of yourself, then, you know, it's the same idea of, I use this analogy a lot, of being on an airplane. Mm -hmm. Most people are the people who oxygen masks drop, they put the oxygen mask on the person next to them, or they try to, and they don't make it, and both of them, you know, die. Like, no, you're supposed to put the oxygen mask on yourself I'm okay. And then you do it on somebody else. Like that's there for a reason. And people typically don't do that. They'll just give, 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 give. And like, it's okay to just spend time working on yourself. Mm -hmm. And that way you can give more in the long run. And even
1: that takes practice, like, you know, not feeling guilty (laughs) for like doing, you know, something for yourself when it's just like, why do we, you know, our culture is like making it that way that we, you know, can't just listen to our bodies and take time when we need it.
0: Yeah man, if you just take away that from this podcast, you going to, yeah. you're, win, you're winning in <laughs> yeah. life. Um, I mean, it's a good segue to kind of the, the bigger question that okay. I've been asking people is like, what your idea of like a healthy per- person is, right? Like, yeah. what does that look like? How would you kind of define it?
1: Yeah, so I mean, like in my work, I would say someone who's like neurologically integrated, but what that looks like... Are you
0: integrated? You should have a shirt that says yeah, that. You know, know, just like a question. Yeah, We're it's good. like,
1: are you... How balanced are you, and like, what are your intentions for things? Are you doing things for the right reasons? Are you, you know, with working out, are you just focused on like looking a certain way and the weight, or are you actually like listening to your body and taking days off when your body says take days off? Are you, you know, eating what your body is telling you to eat on this certain day, or are you just trying to stick to some plan because you think that is gonna like get you to yeah. your end goals? So and that all I,
0: comes down to self care. I yeah. feel like are you just kind of taking inventory, mm-hmm. which we've few people have talked about like you're just taking a minute to say how am I feeling today am I eating the right things am I sleeping enough yes or no if not maybe as opposed to like go 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 right you can have a
1: plan you can have like this day I'm gonna do this workout this day I'm gonna eat this I'm gonna do this but like if that's not what your body needs in that certain day and you're still sticking to the plan like you can end up doing more harm than good and I think it goes back to that like you know people feel guilty for like
0: Taking a day off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's like, can you, if your body's telling you that you need more fat, you need to eat more fat and carbs, like, and you're not eating yeah. those and then you're going to go and work out. Well, I think you're doing yourself a disservice and mm-hmm. you're actually putting more stress on your system than if you just took the day off and went and ate a cheeseburger. Right. And then it's like, are you going to feel guilty about going and eating a cheeseburger? Because that's not healthy either. If that's, right. you know, what you need. So it's well, just I like, like it. a whole mindset.
0: Yeah. Or even like going to work and just taking the idea of like a mental health day. Yeah. like you know i encourage that maybe other places yeah. don't do it if your boss is gonna fire you yeah. but you know i just think that's really important for yeah. people to just let's just take a step back yeah. i'm sure us both as business owners have a right. lot of trouble shutting it off like yeah
1: but you know the burner thing really helped me so i guess i'm not doing so bad after yeah well.
0: <laughs> i schedule that stuff out you should see yeah. my schedule literally there's time and i always stick to it where it's like you're it says do nothing on my schedule yeah and it's like that kind of gives me more anxiety than like doing anything yeah. other else like dang it i gotta do like what am i gonna do i just know do whatever you feel I do like nothing? doing yeah like, i just i want to work just, my business yeah. i enjoy it i love it mm-hmm. i love my patients i love my employees yeah. like how much can i give right. but yeah i can't do anything if i'm passed out because mm-hmm. i didn't put the oxygen mask on myself right <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right we just got some fun ones okay okay what is your walkout song oh
1: man oh, yeah. i don't know
0: you come out on stage you're about to...
1: Like, the only thing I can think of is Eye of the Tiger, but that's, like, so not, like... So cliche.
0: I think, yeah, and I think
1: it's just because that was, like, my so- the <laughs> song my soccer team used. Oh, uh, there you go.
0: That's appropriate, though. Yeah. You came out saying, to that. Like, you literally I... walked out of that song. Yeah. yeah. And so
1: I think that's just why I yeah. thought of that. If you but think of it's another not one. really a good one for my... It's not, like, fitting okay. for me in any sort of way. But... There
0: you go. If you think of it, I'll just add it to the okay, show notes cool. anytime yeah, It can be edited edit forever. That, right? Yeah, forever. <laughs> What's your favorite cartoon? Um...
1: I used to
0: love Doug. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I wish I could do the, you know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah, like you remember it ended yeah, like I used that. I love that. What was the bad? Like he was had a green, he had a huge nose. Uh, do you remember his name? Skeeter. Oh my goodness, that's really good. Yeah,
1: look at me, Skeeter. Me Doug was the
0: <laughs> Doug was the best. That yeah. was a very good show. Um, last TV show you watched?
1: Oh, oh God! This is embarrassing. I've like rarely watched T V but like I love garbage T V so I was watching Southern Charms
0: last night. Oh there you go. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. you ever, I watched like Big Brother and Survive. I mean, just, yeah. um, you need well, to have mindless T V yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. just like that's a good way to shut your brain off. It is you know that's you're looking fine. at okay, it. What else can I do besides <laughs> 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 like, halfway
1: through I'm like, good. Okay. Yeah, it's like, tough. I'll do my work now.
0: Last uh book you read.
1: Um oh I just started a book that I'm really excited about. It's called The Body Keeps the Score and it's basically how all of our emotional traumas are stored in our bodies as physical tension. Cool. So I'm excited about that. Yeah.
0: Nice. Uh last one, where can people find out more about Charleston OT and Cole. You can just go to
1: www.charlestonot.com. Oh man, how'd you
0: get that URL? That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No
1: one else wanted it. Yeah,
0: that's so cool. What about like Instagram or Facebook or anything Um, like that? I have an Instagram.
1: It's Charleston underscore OT. But I. I don't use it. So. Yeah, it's not like crazy
0: acting. Yeah, no. Like I you should put some of those techniques on there. I, I think it would be cool for people to see. I know. It's yeah. just
1: priorities right now. Yeah. Got a lot going Eventually, on. Eventually. Yeah.
0: goal, maybe. Got it. Got it. Very cool. Well, I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this was it. This was fun, yeah. for sure. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Don't forget, educate yourself, empower others, and take care of your body. You only get one.